this is Malta in 2020. I am in capital city Valletta. People mourn and fight for justice after the loss of this woman three years ago. You don't expect to be in a new member state and have the police investigating and interrogating people for writing about politics on the internet. It is beyond appalling. It's shocking. I'm going to start with this enormous investigation into the murder of a Maltese journalist last October. Who killed Daphne Caruana Galizia? Malta's best-known investigative journalist, Daphne Caruana Galizia, has been killed in a car bomb near her home. The life of Malta's best-known blogger and investigative journalist was cut short on Monday. In 2017, Maltese investigative journalist Daphne Caruana Galizia was murdered in a car bomb. To this day... Maltese authorities haven't found anyone guilty. Many think her assassination was political, as much as her investigations were. She wrote a lot about political corruption, an important topic for the Maltese. This brought her many admirers, but also many enemies. My name is Rens Sturk. I am a Dutch journalist and I've been looking into how Daphne's murder case has affected politics in Malta. I was recently on the little island and I have noticed it's very difficult for a lot of Maltese citizens to talk politics. So I set out to investigate how do you see the importance of politics in the daily life of the Maltese and how has the murder case of a journalist influenced it. This is Victoria Surgent, a Maltese citizen who lives for the Blue Political Party. It looks like a uh, beautiful house. Yes, yes, not so bad. It's and our humble home. And I see a lot of blue, white, Dutch colors. Yes, blue is my favorite color. Yeah? Yes. I've heard you are very busy with the politics here. Yes, yes. During election time, it's like having the World Cup. If you're winning, it's like your team won or... Well, uh, when there's an election coming up, there's a lot of excitement all over Malta and Gozo. They prepare flags and banners and horns and whistles and who has the best fireworks, things like that. Obviously, the Labour, they all dressed in red and the Nationalists, they all dress in blue. Uh, seeing my house is all in blue, this is my favourite colour, obviously. Wow. And, uh, and they all carry flags. They prepare flags and banners and horns and whistles and things like that. And how do you think of the TV channels from the political parties? Well, TV channels, most of them don't do any good. And why not? Do you have a good exa for example? How do you say it? Um, uh, it's they brainwash people. They brainwash people. Like, for example, we're talking about Daphne. Daphne, they went on and on and on and on for months and months and maybe even years, calling her the witch of Bidnia. So that's it, how people referred to her. Eventually, people, even people who never read her blog, 
They probably never read a word she even wrote. But because they used to hear it, they hated her. And they used to repeat what was told to them on TV. This is just one example of how bad things were. I was very interested to find out through how was Daphne's murder influenced the political dynamics in Malta. So I went to the person who might know most about that. If the only media that you consume is political party propaganda, you are going to become a fanatic. This is Daphne's son, Matthew Caruana Calizia. And within that group of fanatics, there would then be people who are willing to do extreme things for their religion, which is their political party. And once a political party becomes a criminal organization, you should stop supporting it because it is no longer making lives better. Even worse than that, it's actually endangering people's lives. It's actually killing people like the Labour Party did to my mother. It murdered her. You a day full of joyful moments. Good morning, on Radio 92.7. Where are we now? This is the most popular radio station in Malta. The most popular radio station yeah. in Malta, one radio. Yes, sure. It's a radio broadcaster from the political party. Yes, basically it's owned by the Labour Party, which is nowadays in uh, in government. Um, our job is to, to promote what the, the Labour Party is doing good and what the Party Nationalist is doing wrong, yeah. <laughs> which is doing a lot of wrong things right now. <laughs> you see a lot of wrong things by the Nationalista. Yeah. The opposition it's criticized everything, even the the good things that the Labour Party is doing for uh, our country. What are the good things? Uh, everything. It's uh, the new project, the the uh, the, the um. Uh, uh, no, I'm f- I'm finding the wording how to say. You vote your real life Labour. Yes. Yeah. And this shows the situation with many Maltese people. You don't vote for the Labour Party because you like its ideology or policies. You do because you were born as a Labour Party supporter. I coughed up with George Vital Summit, a political scientist at the University of Malta, to learn more about Malta's relationship with politics. And this is your office. This is my office, yes. We are here at the Department of Public Policy. Ah. How should you describe the political culture here in Malta? So basically here we have two political parties that dominate the uh, national landscape and the way uh, society is, is, is made up, the way it is composed, it's almost divided half and half. So there is the blue section and the red section. So politics here is really ingrained in our mind. It's almost like a religion. So there is a big percentage on either side 
close to 40% on each side, mm-hmm. those will never switch. Those will never change. You find politics in sports. Uh, you find politics in TV stations, on radio stations, which is the only country in the European Union where the party in government and the party in opposition have a TV station. So it's, it's always um, uh, very present. Scientist George Vital Zamit, as well as Matthew Caruana Calizia, see a development. Since the murder of Daphne, more and more residents of Malta seem to realize that the political religion in Malta sometimes goes a bit too far. What has happened since my mother's murder is that people have begun a process of realization that political parties are not football teams to support to be supported at any cost that they make grave um, errors of judgment that they commit crimes that they let people down that their leadership can be unbelievably corrupt and that they shouldn't be supported at any cost so people have begun the process of removing the blinkers from around their eyes and to start seeing that as citizens working alongside civil society organizations, turning up at protests, making themselves heard in an intelligent way, they have the power to change things. So we are succeeding in changing the culture of the country once a month there is a vigil in Valletta, where Maltese residents gather to fight against Malta's political culture, propaganda and for justice for Daphne. I attend the vigil tonight with Matthew. We demand that, that news reporting is fair and factual and not partisan and not full of political spin and blatant lies. Dr. Abela, you are now Malta's Prime Minister. Are you going to listen to us? Hundreds of people mourn the state of the country together, singing the Maltese national anthem with a light in their hands. A support for Matthew and the others who are fighting against the political culture in Malta and for justice for Daphne's work. Matthew and his family will continue to fight. To me it's, it's, it's do or die. I don't want all of my mother's work to have been in vain. So. I will continue fighting and I know that everyone in my family will too until we achieve full justice for her, full justice for her investigations but also change our country's political class, change our systems of governments, governance, change our culture so that we make sure that we never end up in this situation again. <laughs>